Agape is disinterested love. Agape does not begin by discriminating between worthy and unworthy people or any qualities people possess. It begins by loving others for their sakes. That's a good one. Today we are talking about unconditional love and why that's really what the world needs now. We are your host, Nick Smith. And Kylie Joe Smith. And this is the final installment of our series, What the World Needs Now. You're listening to the Nick Smith Podcast. Real life, no myth. Where we talk about myths and misunderstandings surrounding life, race, faith, and culture. If you'd like to support the Nick Smith Podcast, rate us on iTunes. Or you can give through our Patreon. And don't forget to share this on social media so that all of your friends can know what you're listening to. First off, happy Valentine's Day, y'all. Happy Valentine's Day. If you didn't get the theme of this month, uh, we've been talking about love all month long, and it's because, um, you know, it's that month. The it's month that time of, of the year that we think about love. <laughs> no um, other time. But no. that, that quote um, comes from Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., mm-hmm. who also said, agape is more than romantic love. Agape is more than friendship. Agape is understanding, redemptive goodwill for all men. And I think he included women in that too. I think so. Agape is an overflowing love, a spontaneous love, which seeks nothing in return. And theologians would say that it is the love of God operating in the human heart. When you rise to love on this level, you love all men, not because you like them, not because their ways appeal to you, Mm -hmm. not because they are worthful to you, but you love all men and women because (laughs) God loves them. Man, it's not, it's like, I don't want to make it a guy girl thing. (laughs) It's not a, you know, it's, it's not sexist. All people. All people. people. Um, yeah, I like that. Uh, Dr. King said, uh, you love people not because you like them, but because, um, really God loves them. So you got to love them too. Yeah. Um, there should be some like in your love. There should be, but there doesn't have to be, which is the beauty. Yeah. Um, so this, this month, this series, this four part series that we have, we have been centering on all, all twerps. All twerps. There it is. It's a difference between a sort and a type. Yeah. It's a twerp. <laughs> uh, all types and sorts yes. of love. And uh, please go back and listen. If you haven't uh, listened to the other episodes and this is the first one you're jumping into, go back and check out our episode on, what did we start with? We started with phileo. Phileo, which is brotherly love. Yeah. And then brother-like affection. Storge. Storge, familial love, which and- we talk about um, dealing with trauma in your family and how you can engage in a loving relationship even through that. Mm-hmm. Uh, then we talked about arrows. arrows. That's just for the grown-ups. You know what it is. Um, and then <laughs> the today, grown the grown folk stuff. Today we're talking yeah. about agape. Yeah. And if you go back and watch those episodes or you listen to them and you're like, something seems different. Like there was moving boxes in one. Right. And you guys were in a basement maybe in one of them. <laughs> well, our studio has changed locations a few because different our times. our family has changed locations. Yes. We have literally moved across the country. And so we are... Um, in a completely new space. And actually, even what we, what you see right now isn't the finished studio. Yes, it will continue um, to be upgraded. But if you want to know more about that, you should check out our Inner Circle. You should, because, because we've shared all the details with our lovely Inner Circleians. Mm-hmm. We'll talk more about that later. Yeah. So anyway, so talking about the different types of love, um, you know, during Valentine's season, mm-hmm. 
Eros is really the type of love that we talk about, you know, yeah. having your Valentine. And, and even like if you look at the history of St. Valentine. St. And I think what, what did he do? Sauce. Was it that he. Saint. <laughs> that is a really good. It is a good <laughs> hot sauce. Um, but didn't St. Valentine like perform marriage unions when the king had said they were. Yeah. I don't know if that's true or not. I don't either. But, but it's kind of cool. It's like, a cool story. Like undercover marriages. Yes. You know. not Which sounds like it could be a TV show right now. Oh, my undercover gosh. Marriage, like undercover boss. But I don't know what the point would be <laughs> to catch your kids doing something. Anyway, yeah, uh, but weird. yeah, so St. Valentine, the story goes that um, marriages were outlawed for some reason. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's because the young men were needed to go to war is what, if my memory serves me correctly. Okay. And um, so the king was like, y'all can't get married because we need y'all to go to war. Mm-hmm. And if you go get married, then you're going to want to stay home. You're going to be with your wife. And uh, ah. Valentine was like, no, marriage is something that sacred. God, yeah. God wants you to experience that love. And so, yeah. but it was, it's not all focused on arrows, but um, we've taken from that the romantic yeah. love. Yeah. So we all, we will always want to focus on, you know, boyfriend, girlfriend, husband, wife, fiance, people, fiance. people propose on Valentine's day. It's a thing. It's like a big deal. You know, the restaurants are usually full because everybody has their reservation. They made, you know, mm-hmm. the day before, um, <laughs> because nobody ever seems to remember it. But, we also like we've we've transformed Valentine's Day, so we have like Galentine's Day for your lady friends. Do they have Palentine's Day? I'm sure they dudes? do. I'm sure they should. That just came to me. If you do Palentine's Day, let me know because I'm just curious yeah, how that works. Yeah, how out. do you do that? But like we center it so much on like or like it's Singles Awareness Day because oh, we, yeah, we go the I've complete opposite. And in truth, like the love thing is not centered only on Eros, and it it's not centered be. only on Phileo or Storge. Like yeah. it's there's there is um this all encompassing love which is what agape is but yeah. really the love that the world needs now is that it's it's this it's not just the types of love that we've mm-hmm. described it's the love that that conquers all evil and looking even at dr king's quote mm-hmm. um understanding that it's the love that that is able to love in the midst of disagreement mm, the love good. that's able to um, overlook an offense, which mm-hmm. is really hard. And even though we look at this month or this time of the year as like, oh, it's lo- love is in the air, like all that. <laughs> in in truth, we most of us in our relationships right now, I think, can relate to like, yeah, there's some disjunct happening. We've got yeah. got people in my family I disagree with. I've got people in my church I disagree with. And how do we show love to them in the midst of this? Yeah, and I think what you had said a, a second ago about how. Um, those other types of love are not the goal. Like that's not mm, the pinnacle. Mm-hmm. And we've said it on the episodes, actually, on the past three yeah. episodes, how like this is good. And this uh, God uses all of these types of love to shape you. And they're all necessary yeah. for the human experience. They're all necessary for you to um, know God more. But the love that's supposed to define you as a believer is agape love. Yeah. Right. You're not defined by arrows. You're not defined by who you're married to. You're definitely not defined by who you sleep with. Mm. You're not defined by who you're um, in a family with. You're not defined by who your friends are. You're defined by the love of God and how you use that love to love others. And that's exactly how um, Jesus demonstrated the love of God to us. Mm. And that's what he called us to uh, before he left. He said, Um, and before he left, like he went to the stores, like, listen, <laughs> Jesus is going to come back. Make sure you got this house clean. Uh, before he left. He I mean, in a sense, things need to be in order. I don't know. <laughs> and so, but yeah, before Jesus ascended, um, one of the last messages he gave his disciples was like, this is how mm. people know that you're a believer. It's yeah. not how you love one another. It's how you love one. And he wasn't talking about like how you buy cutesy little Valentine's cards for your, for your friends. Like that's yeah. not what he's talking about. He was talking about how you truly 
love, a love that costs, a love that, that purifies. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's agape love. Cause in a, in a sense, all these other types of love are dependent on the relationship, mm-hmm. right? Like you can say, well, I've got phileo for this person. I've got this brotherly love for this friend of mine. Um, and they can choose to completely disregard you as a friend to distance mm-hmm. himself. And even though you're like, well, I still feel love towards them. You can't experience that love because it's not reciprocal. Right. There's, yeah. there's a condition necessary. Yeah. Um, and you have to, it has to have a mutuality Yeah. in a friendship, in a um, dating relationship, mm-hmm. in a family in order to feel familial love. Like I can feel familial love towards someone, but I don't get to experience it. Yeah. Um, if it's not being shown to, to me. Yeah. It's only an agape love that uh, the love doesn't depend on the other person. Right. It's not conditional. Exactly. There's conditions with all of those other types of love. And, yeah. um, it's, it's crazy because agape love is also the most misunderstood because of that. Yes. Because we are such a contractual people or mm-hmm. a, um, we need causality. We need like, um, we need to have the explanation. At least I know that that's how oftentimes my brain is operating. Well, why is that this way? Yeah. And when we look at agape in particular from God to people, mm-hmm. the, the question really does just linger in the air. Why? Well, I mean, what? But look at all that they've done and how could like how could you love a people so incredibly bent on rebelling from you and mm. and rejecting you and not yeah. wanting anything to do with your standard or your kindness. Mm-hmm. And yet agape is the only love that we see in and of itself is the answer That's to right. that question um, because right. in and of itself is actually in and of himself. Mm. Which Come on now. No other form of love do we see that like. Yeah. I don't have love for my children. I can't say like I'm the embodiment of this love for you. Yeah. Or you're the embodiment. Like I can look at my children and say, well, that's that's a, a signpost, I guess, of love that I've had with my husband. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't define my love for my husband. Yeah. And even with friendship, it's like, oh, well, I have these friends and we have these memories together, these inside jokes. And like, those are little things we can point to. Okay, well, we're friends, but we can't look at any of those things or either of the friends in a relationship and say, well, you are the embodiment of this love. Yeah. The only person that is true for is Jesus Christ. That's right. That's right. And with that understanding of, of Jesus being the embodiment of agape love, um, agape love is the only love that you can experience that's based on um, receiving from God. Right. Because I can experience um, I can experience phileo or I can experience uh, let's go with arrows. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, not having an understanding, never having experienced that before. I can enter into a relationship with my wife and be like, oh, this is a new experience for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're growing together. We're experiencing this together. But um, agape isn't dependent on your human relationship with anybody else. Mm-hmm. You can have agape love and live in isolation. You can wow. still have an agape love for other people. You can operate in that because it's about being loved mm. by God and that in and of itself working through you in all your relationships. Yeah. And so agape is really the love that transforms. It's a, an, an unconditional selfless love. Yeah. And to, um, to really kind of define it, this is just one definition. A lot of people have it, uh, have different ways of looking at this, but this is actually from um, the Britannica.com. Do you remember the Encyclopedia Britannica? I do. I remember Did you have a set? Yep. Yeah. If you didn't have a set, you're probably really young and that's okay. Yeah. We love you still. I remember when the set, like my grandma bought the CD-ROM. What? Y'all was rich. See, we didn't have no CD-ROM. She had a gateway computer, desktop. Check you out. the tower. I remember the day she bought, she's like, oh, they have Britannica 
on CD-ROM. No, here's my question. Do you remember door-to-door encyclopedia salesmen? Uh, no, I'm people, not that old. People used to come to your door and be like, hey, they I don't know how to get your address. Wow. And they got students be like, for $3.99 a month, it was probably way more than that, you can get <laughs> you can get the encyclopedia pretend. Anyway, we're off That's the rails crazy. right now. That's crazy. Yeah. But it used to happen before Google. We had to go to a book. Go to an encyclopedia. I they had so different old. volumes. Yeah, you pick up the, the letter and be yep. like, oh, I want to learn about widgets. And you turn to W and boom. <laughs> anyway, what Britannica.com says is agape is a Greek word in the Greek New Testament. Specifically, it is defined as the fatherly love of God for humans, as well as the human reciprocal love for God. Mm. In scripture, the transcendent agape love is the highest form of love and is contrasted with eros, phileo, wow. and storge. And so the, this understanding from um, Encyclopedia Britannica, but the, the understanding from New Testament as you're reading scripture is that this agape love, um, and actually in Old Testament, it's chesed. It's the, mm. the, um, Gotta put the, ch in it. the chesed, chesed. Uh, which is your everlasting, like your faithful love, your, your never ending love, the, um, the covenantal love of yeah. God. And so it's this concept that is the epitome of, what it means to love mm. and we only know it because God first loved us. And we see that all yeah. throughout scripture. Yeah. And this is, um, as we've been hinting at throughout the, the entire series, this is truly what the world needs now. Yeah. It's what the world has always needed, mm -hmm. which we understand is why we have the redemption that we find in the cross. Like the cross is, um, you know, if you're, if you're into all of the implications of the cross, that's amazing. Like you there's so many things that the cross has accomplished for us. Yeah. Um, and one of those is that it has made the love of God accessible to all. Mm, so and good. we can't miss that. Like, yeah. I feel like in, in just getting so wrapped up in romantic love and mm -hmm. in friendship love and parent to child love and all of that, like it's wonderful. There's so many wonderful things about it, but I love that that definition says that this is the highest form of love. Yeah. In other words, these other forms of love are high mm -hmm. and they are to be treated sacredly and as, as though they have great worth and value in our lives. But the highest form yeah. is of God because it is God. This, this love yeah. that we know is God himself. Even scripture says God is love. And see, yeah, let's, we need to talk about that too, because when it we, says God is love, we got to talk about this. This is, well, this is why we got the podcast because we got to talk about it. Um, but that, that concept, God is love, mm -hmm. that word that is used is agape. God yes. Is agape. Agape. And yeah. so, uh, in our culture and in our world, we're told that love is its own thing. Right. We literally hear it. Love is love. Love is love. Is Cannot love. comprehend that definition. It's breaking all of my English 101 rules. Yes. And here's here's what I want to say personally. If if you use that phrase to mean you don't hate people for their mm -hmm. their sexual preference, if, if that's what you're trying to say, um, I, I get where you're coming from. Yeah. But at the base level of understanding the phraseology, love is love. I struggle with that mm -hmm. <clears throat> because love um, the way I it's being applied let's mm, put it that way mm -hmm. is as believers we understand that god is love yeah but the way love is love takes it it actually flips it and it turns it into love is god oh. and so instead of saying god is love you say love is love which in turn means you serve love which then makes love god and so wow. it's your interpretation okay. of love that you then are putting in the highest position instead of taking God from the highest position that he's in mm. and understanding that because he is God and he is perfect and he is perfect love, 
then that's what love is. Yeah. And so we have to take the definition of love from who love is yeah. and not take our understanding of whatever love we've figured out on this earth and then applying that to who we think God yeah. is. Because, and, and a lot of times this happens because we think we've found a new thing. Like we're like, <laughs> oh, that's it, right? Like, oh my yeah. gosh, this is remarkable. It's all Eureka. And, yeah, it's yeah. like, oh, Eureka, I found it. I found what love is. And there, you know, you may experience at some point in your life a type of love that mm-hmm. you've never experienced before. Yeah. And not cheapening that at all. Yeah. Um, but that is not, there's nothing new under the sun. Come on. There is no Come form on, of love. There's no form of, <laughs> there's nothing that we're going to find. Like, ah, see the Bible people back then in the Bible times, they didn't, they couldn't have known <laughs> the this. Bible times. Um, we're still in the Bible times. We're so still you know. in Bible times, but, but isn't that diminishing so much of yes. the revealed truth of who God is over the last how many generations? Several, yeah, and it's also diminishing the lived experience of these people. Come on, that lived, lived experience matters. That lived in these cultures. Because what you're saying is, I've I've discovered this new this new sensation. Right. Nobody else on earth has ever thought about. Nobody's this. ever ever had this argument or this feeling or this thought or this or this wrestling because that's a yeah. lot of it comes from that like oh man how can I reconcile this how yes. can I reconcile what I'm feeling with the truth of what God's word says okay. You're not the only one. You can't be the only one in the billions of people that have been on this planet. Yeah. Trillions over throughout human history. You cannot be the only one. I'm yes. not the only one. You, we can't. I'm have, not the one. That's, Sorry, that's th- a whole different context. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not the one. But like, how much does that pull away from mm-hmm. understanding unconditional love? If all we're thinking about is ourselves and our own experience and, and what I feel. And so, again, we're saying this not to marginalize anybody, but what we're saying is, um, Agape love, the love of God is so much bigger than the concept of love is love. Yes. The agape love of God, the selfless love Mm -hmm. that, that sacrifice that God sacrificed himself so that we would have eternal life, not because we earned it, not because we deserve it, but because he loved us for love's sake. Mm. Right. That's so much greater than saying, well, I can be in a relationship with anyone I want. Listen, no one's arguing that. But what I'm saying is don't cheapen the agape love of God mm-hmm. by making it a lesser thing. Right. Because the, the, the selfless love of God is what we're called to experience with each other and for each other. And so mm. if once we understand that agape is the pinnacle, agape is the defining love, right? Um, then your eros mm. takes a second, a secondary role. Yeah. Your phileo takes a secondary role. Mm-hmm. Your storge secondary role. Like yeah. agape is the primary. Yeah. And so we have to understand that, that truly loving people, truly loving them is not um it's it's not a permissive love Mm. it's an active love it's a love for their sake it's not a love that that requires you to um to meet my standard Mm -hmm. right so if anybody says well you're not living the way i want you to live therefore um you're not whatever you're out of the club whatever they say Mm -hmm. they're not operating in agape love right no matter which side they stand on if anyone Mm -hmm. is acting in that way they're not truly acting in love or even saying you not affirming me in this way that i feel i should be affirmed therefore i'm cutting you out of my life and i want nothing to do with you that is all that's the same thing it's the same it's a different side of the same coin which is not agape yeah um, which is not a selfless love and one thing i love about christmas time we get to talk about God's love, actually God himself condescending, mm-hmm. coming to earth in human form, taking on the lowliest form. Yeah. Um, and yet 
we, we look at that and we're like, oh, wow, look what God did, right, mm-hmm. for, uh, for our sake. Yeah. Um, and we forget that that wasn't cheap. No, no. Um, and I think, I think what you're talking about with like lessening or lowering love or lowering God's love to this level of like, okay, well, I think it's actually here. We're going to define it this way. Mm-hmm. God's love has already condescended. Mm. And let's not forget the reason for which he so condescended, good. which was to go to the cross, which was to uh, make himself the curse, Come on. which was to be then resurrected for our sake. Yeah. That's not the love that just stayed condescended mm-hmm. and didn't do anything after that just so that we could walk all over it. It yeah. was love that did something. It was intentional. Yeah. And I love uh, Martin Luther King, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr.'s quote. He talked about um, it's a spontaneous love, mm-hmm. which I think from our human behavior, it does need to be spontaneous. It does need to not just be, well, what can I do that would be loving in this situation or that would look loving? Mm-hmm. It needs to flow out of something. Yes. But I, I like also that. think... God's love has been intentional from the very beginning. It's so like yeah. meticulously thought out and um, enacted for our benefit that we can't cheapen that. Yeah, because spontaneous doesn't necessarily mean haphazard. Right. Right. You can be spontaneous and still be intentional. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know you're like, how do you do that? I don't know. Talk to ask God. Ask Nick. No, oh, no. sorry. <laughs> don't ask me. Talk to Jesus. No, but but the truth is you, if you are steeping yourself in the word of God, if you are mm. living in love, then the things that you do will be spontaneous, right? You're not going to premeditate them. You're not going to think about them. Yeah. Um, you're not going to plan them out, but they're not going to be haphazard because mm-hmm. you're operating in a sense of looking out for other people's well-being, yeah. wanting what's best for them. And so you can, that that definition being spontaneous is beautiful as mm-hmm. long as you understand spontaneity does not mean haphazard. Yeah. And it doesn't mean without intentionality. Right. Um, yeah. Speaking of just defining love right defining yeah. agape mm-hmm. uh the love verse that's used in every wedding right first corinthians 13 did we use it in our wedding did we, we use it we okay didn't i didn't on think purpose, so intentionally oh yeah we used first john first the first john first john john senior three i think john <laughs> og <Senior>. john <laughs> so um but in in first corinthians 13 paul is talking to the church in corinth and he defines love for them because he doesn't want them to be unaware. He doesn't want them to, because they were, they were wilding. And they did some weird stuff calling yeah, that love. They, they yeah, did some weird they stuff. Had some, like we do, right? Mm-hmm. And so what the word of God, what the spirit of God did through Paul was give us the definition of love. So anytime someone says, well, you're not being loving, go back to 1 Corinthians 13. And I'm going to read, I'm reading from the CSB. It's been my favorite right now to, to mm-hmm. read from. Mm-hmm. Um, not my favorite to study, but my favorite to read from because I think it just flows so well. And so... Um, I'll, I'll start in one. He says, if I speak human or angelic tongues, but do not have love, I'm a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. If I have the gift of prophecy and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have all faith so that I can move mountains, but do not have love, I am nothing. Mm. And if I give away all my possessions, and if I give over my body in order to boast, but do not have love, I gain nothing. Here's where he defines it. Love is patient. Love is kind. Love does not envy, is not boastful, is not arrogant. Y'all, listen. Love is not rude, is not self-seeking, is not irritable. Someone preached to me today. Does not keep a record of wrongs. Well, Love finds no joy in unrighteousness. That means not doing the right thing, unrighteousness, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but rejoices in truth. It bears all things, not some things, and gives up. It <laughs> believes all things. Not only what it wants to believe, hopes all things, endures all things, love never ends, Mm. right? And he's talking about agape 
love. And then he goes on and says, you know, prophecies will fade away. When I was a child, I thought like a child, but when I became a man, I put aside childish things. And for women, it just means when I was a kid and now I'm an adult, right? Mm -hmm. He's not saying, oh, that's only for men. They ain't got nothing to do with me. (laughs) Um, And then he says, for now we see only a reflection as in a mirror, but then face to face. Now I know in part, but then I will know fully as I am fully known. Mm. Now these three things remain faith, hope, and love. But the greatest of these is agape love. Yeah. So whenever you're, you're wrestling with an understanding of like, well, you're not being loving or they're not being loving or this isn't loving. Doesn't um, feel loving. Doesn't feel a lot of times what we say by, and I'm speaking from my own experience here. A lot of times when I, I don't feel loved or I don't feel like someone's being loving, I feel challenged. I feel um, like I'm being told I'm wrong. Mm -hmm. I feel like um, I feel conviction, Mm. but going through, I feel like someone's not being nice. (laughs) <laughs> but when you look at this, it never says anything about being nice. It says being, no. excuse me, being kind. Yeah. Being patient. Which doesn't always look or feel nice. Mm-mm. Like, unfortunately, there, and, and even sharing things in truth. I know that one of the biggest things I've heard of the last, like, seven or eight years is, you know, sharing the truth in love. There's so much, um, we have to share the truth in love, right? Yes. As if in love means in a nice way. In yeah. love must mean, well, in a way that everyone's going to receive it. And unfortunately, we don't That's have that. We're not magicians. We cannot make <laughs> other people receive things in the same way, coming yeah. from different contexts and cultures and um, experience, lived experiences. And so nice. It, and in fact, I would say if you're being nice, the times I've felt someone being nice, I don't feel that they're being loving. <laughs> I see what you're doing and I don't like, like it. You can be really nice to people. Like you can... You can really smile and, and like say things really, really nice and you have no it. love in your heart for them and you yeah. couldn't care less what happens to them. I've seen it and I've experienced it and I've done it before. Yeah. Um, and so like, I think we have to be really careful in looking at the definition of love. We also have to be careful that this doesn't just become a checklist for us. Those of us who are legalistic that like, Oh, okay. Well, wait, was I being patient? Was I being kind? Well, I did everything loving. Yeah. Okay. Well, if that's your motivation is to make sure that what you did appears to be loving and that you can pass it off with your own behavior. I'm going to, I'm going to guarantee you, you didn't do it out of love. You did it in order to appear loving, which is not the same, which is still self-seeking. Oh, so it still don't fit. So it doesn't even fit the definition. By your own definition, you broke the definition. (laughs) Well, and (laughs) so looking at the definition of love, looking at what the world needs. Now it reminds me of, um, a meme I saw just recently. Um, it's pronounced meme. Sorry, a meme, uh, <laughs> a meme that I saw on the internet, and it said <laughs> on the internet because that's where you see memes, Nick. Mostly, yeah. Like someone <laughs> sent one in the mail. Like, hey, no, this one was on the I'm internet. I'm gonna send somebody a picture <laughs> of a meme because I need to bring back the vintage memes. The other ones were in the newspaper, but this one was on the internet. <laughs> Those were called comics, Nick. <laughs> memes in the newspaper were comics once upon a time anyway so i saw a meme and it was somebody posted i think it was a yard sign or something and it said um i love you i know you don't i know you're saying i don't even know you but if someone can hate you without knowing you then i can love you without knowing you jesus today. and so that is like a mm. very secular understanding though of what agape is yeah it's loving someone for the fact of, of the character of yourself and who you know yourself to be as one who has been loved by God. Mm-hmm. It's for their benefit too. I think that's the one thing yes. that is really hard for me oftentimes is like really boiling it down to what is the thing that is best for this person. Yeah. And that is the loving thing. Like 
um, what is it in scripture? I think it's in James where he says like, how can you say to someone, God bless you? Yeah. Go be well fed. Go be well fed. And you know, they're hungry and you know, they're like, when we have people in our lives that we know have needs, deep needs, Mm -hmm. or honestly, even if you don't know the extent of their need and you just know they're a human being and they've, maybe they've gone through something in life. You're like, you know what? I think that this would be a a blessing to this person in their situation. I think, you know, I'm going to pray about it and whatever that is like, and I know we have these, like we tend to over Christianize things with mm-hmm. like over spiritual. I, I should pray about, you know, being kind <laughs> Lord. Should I give this person something out God, of the goodness of my heart? God, do you want me to serve this broken person who like, needs help? I mean, like, why is that a question? And just but, do the thing we laugh about it, but it's like people have actually brought that as a concern. Yeah. Like, I don't know if I should give this to this person because you know, and I'm like, did God, did God say in his word, that we should love and that we should give and we should serve without expecting in return. That's a generic thing in the word of God. You don't need him to bring you a from the cloud revelation for that specific, that instance. specific thing. Like, should I give this money to this person who's hungry? It never says that I'm supposed to give money on Tuesday in the Bible. So I'm going to go with, just do it. Just bless, bless the person and trust God with the outcome. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, so one of the things that I love about the definition of love, of love and the experience of agape love and this is why it's so necessary in the world, is agape love is the only love that transforms both people. When you are experiencing the love of God, when you have experienced selfless love, you are transformed. When you are sharing selfless love, you are also transformed Mm -hmm. by sharing that. And that person is transformed. And that person starts to become. And then they go and share it. And then it's like, it's weird. It's almost like God designed this, go with me, to where his love would then become shared by every single person who experiences it so that then the world becomes transformed, reflecting the love of the father. I don't know, but I just kind of get this feeling that no. God intentionally wanted that to happen I'm not buying in it. each of our I'm lives. I'm not buying it. I just, just made that up. And that maybe there's no this way. force in the world because we do still live in a broken world. There's this yeah. force that constantly comes at us trying to prevent us from sharing that love with other people. Ooh, but you know what would be cool? Is if there was a stronger force that helped us to accomplish that love by working through us. That maybe was always in us and, yeah. and like living and breathing so in whom we have our being. This I don't is, know. This is, the, this is the gospel, y'all. It's <laughs> the, and the beautiful part of agape love is that you don't have to muster it up. Yeah. It's not based on your you trying harder, right? Oh, I just have to try to be more loving to this person. You need to person. be more holy. Arr! It's like, no, you can't grit your teeth and be kinder. Pull yourself up by your holy bootstraps. <laughs> But you have to surrender to the love of God. That's yeah. the only way to live this out. So let's let's move into practicality. Let's do it. Um, I just said it. Surrender. Yeah. <laughs> surrender yourself. And even to the love. It's of God. hard though because like even telling people you just need to surrender. Like then it be at least what if I'm hearing that and I'm like oh am I surrendering? Like how do I do some more you surrendering? Surrender more. Um, and that's a work of Dear faith. God, like I think this is it. I think I'm supposed to do this with my hands. Um. <laughs> But like even surrender and belief and all of these, all these words we use, these Christianese words, mm-hmm. they're a work of faith in you Yes, through the transformation of God. And it's not something you can do for yourself. And that's, yeah. that's the mystery of it. It's like, well, we're telling you like practically, here's the things you do, but really it's things you don't do. Mm. That's what makes it so incredibly powerful is that we know it's not something that um, we can say the right words or be in the right conditions um, physically yeah. for it to happen. And in truth, like, I know I oftentimes as a mom and, and as a wife, like the thought of like, okay, what should I do for my family mm-hmm. to show them I love them? Yeah. You know, I love like I'm learning more about physical affection because I am in a house full of people who are physical, affectionate 
lovers, and All it's something I'm like me. I'm learning like it. I'm like, okay, I gotta do the pat on the back. <laughs> yes, hold your hand. Like these are things that it's not my natural love language. Yeah. Um, but then, like today, God just hit me with something. Like, what if? I started to reflect on all of the things that have been done to me that other people have done to show me love. Like Mm. all of the ways that physical affection has calmed me or has soothed me in a moment of frustration. Like what if I started to think about those things and how God poured out his grace in those moments and that Mm -hmm. then inspired me and led me to show love instead of like, should I give another hug? (laughs) Do they want a hug? I don't know if I should give a hug. Yeah, it's <laughs> not the word of God. There's no place There's where no it says. There's no hug in. What's the hug verse? Um, so oh, I don't know. Is there one? I don't know. We're gonna find it. We're gonna, <laughs> if you know the hug verse, just off the top of your head. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's 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 a great practical tip is to focus on the ways that God has already shown you love. And in truth, this is ninety percent of our walk mm-hmm. is reflecting what God has already done in our life, yeah. and then allowing that to be the the motivation for our actions, mm-hmm. right? Because if you know God has never failed, if you know God has always come through, if you know that God has done so many amazing things in your life, then you're going to live out a faith that is bold because I'm not going to fail because God's never failed me. Yeah. I'm not, I mean, you may fail, you may fail at small things, but you're not going to, you know, ultimately fail mm-hmm. because God is there and he's never failed you. Um, and if you know that God has always loved you, that no matter how many times you've fallen, mm-hmm. God has been there to pick you up and you know that there's nothing you could ever do to make God love you any more or any less. Yeah. That means God has consistently been pursuing you with his, his agape with, mm-hmm. uh, I love that. I can't remember who said it, but they called him the, the hound of heaven. Yeah. When Jesus got your sin, he didn't let go of you. He kept <laughs> pursuing you, kept yeah. pursuing you at that point. It's very difficult to look at someone and be like, "Ugh, I just told them I love them yesterday. Mm. It's like, no, do you know how much God lavishes his love on you? Like your point of reference um, has to be from a place of being love. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, agape is something that's out of your reach. And I yeah. don't mean that to diminish your experience, but I mean that to challenge where you are. Because if you have never experienced a selfless love, if every relationship you've ever had has been contingent on your um, your ability to perform, your ability to um, meet their requirements, then when someone comes at you and says, hey, you should love people without reservation, that's so it's foreign. foreign. It's a foreign language. Yeah, you might as well come up speaking actual New Testament Greek to them. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like there's no way for you to fathom that. And so mm-hmm. the only way, the only practical tip that we can give you is to experience the everlasting love of Jesus yeah, Christ. Yeah, and and this is something that requires like, sitting down and writing it down. Maybe, maybe you need to sit down and okay. Like maybe you could point to, and we all can, the many ways that we have been unloved. Yeah. That's, that's a common human experience. I have been neglected by these people and I've been insulted by these people and these people forgot my birthday and (laughs) they didn't even come and visit me when I was sick. We can all point to things in our lives that are true in that sense. But if you sit down and, and really start to dig, it can be as simple as, you know what? I went through the drive through and the person before me paid for my drink mm-hmm. or paid for my food. Or, you know what? There are some people that um, filled our freezer or filled our pantry for us. Yeah. We didn't ask them to. Uh, I can, I honestly, like so many things started flooding my mind this morning mm-hmm. when I was going through, I was like, oh my gosh, like we've had so many people that are, I know are God appointed and God ordained who have given so much to love us. And I say yeah. given, not in a sense of finances. Yeah. I say given because they've sacrificed out of something and not asked for anything in return. So good. Yeah. 
So go out there and be loved, y'all. Um, one of the ways that we experience, or not experience, one of the ways that, yeah, I guess experience and exercise agape love is through connectivity through our inner circle. Mm-hmm. And we love our everybody, all y'alls. Um, but we actually are able to build connection and build community with those who are part of our inner circle. And so if you're looking for a community to be a part of, if you want to know more about our journey, if you have more questions that you'd like to ask us, if any of that sounds like something that you want to be a part of, uh, the inner circle is where you need to be. Yes. And also if you are on clubhouse, you heard Nick mention, um, being steeped in scripture earlier Mm -hmm. in this episode, we have a room that is called steeped in scripture and we hold it every single night every night at 11 p.m eastern standard time right (laughs) yes i just laughed we had issues understanding time zones (laughs) especially once we moved yeah and so uh it's a little different for us now because it actually it's like a lot later but um if you show up Mm-hmm. Uh, show up at virtually and you can listen to the word of God being read by different people around the world mm-hmm. um, in different translations. You can also read a chapter in your favorite translation if you'd like, but yeah. it's become a really um, dynamic room Yes, and it's building community even across state borders and time zones and all of that. Yeah. So even country, um, country borders. Yeah. yeah. So please um, consider joining us for that um, on clubhouse. Yeah. Well, we hope that you have gotten a dose of real life. No myth. This has been the Nick Smith podcast. I did that backwards. You Let's try did. You totally messed it up. Let's We're in a different it. state and you're like, and I'm, I'm going to do a new thing. I'm gonna do. <laughs> What's in this coffee? All right. Let's try this again. This has been the Nick Smith podcast. We hope you've gotten a dose of real life. No myth. Be, Be blessed. blessed. Thank you for listening to today's episode of the Nick Smith podcast. We are so glad that you joined us, and we hope that you'll consider subscribing so that you can tune in each week. Don't forget to rate and share this podcast. And if you haven't already, follow us on social media. If you want to be a part of our family's mission to entertain, educate, and empower others, please consider becoming one of our Patreon supporters. Exclusive Nick Smith merchandise is available to you through our online store at www.nicksmithpodcast.com.